0: What's up, ladies? Welcome back to another episode of Caller Holy. I'm Laura Eldridge, and I'm Nicoletta Bradley. And Holy behaves, we got a good one for you. We got a
1: really good one for you guys today.
0: First, we just say Crumble because (laughs) Nicoletta is obsessed. If you've ever met her, it's true. She she talks about two things: Jesus and Crumble,
1: and working (laughs) and working out, which is actually pretty (laughs) ironic. That's actually so true. I get to Laura's house, and I'm like Laura. I can't think straight because all I want is crumble right now and we need to order it. So we door dashed, but here's the drama. They took it to Laura's old house. And so I called the crumble store and then I called the DoorDash And then I actually just checked my phone and had a voicemail from DoorDash corporate being like, we had, there was a mix up with addresses. I was like, I'm not going to call you back because we got what we wanted. But needless to say, I ate more of the cookies. Than and my sweet
0: old, like the people who um, moved into our old house, they're not old. My house, my <laughs> x house yeah they're so awesome anyways but they text me they're like somebody sent you crumble and the guy just came and picked him back up so they
1: should be to you soon <laughs> you're like no i ordered myself I'm crumble. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> and thank you for being so chill because so many things of ours have gotten sent to if there.
1: they had eaten that crumble i would have lost my mind oh my gosh i would have gotten you some new ones N- yes 100%. But I also would
0: have been like, happy move-in gift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we would have just winged I it. I sent those for you. <laughs> I'm going to be honest though. My favorite's the sugar cookie. Just really basic.
0: Which one did I
1: like? You like the chocolate chip? No, it didn't have peanut butter or something in it? No, girl. Oh, it was rich. Yeah, so it's literally milk chocolate chips and This
0: episode is not sponsored, but, but it, it should, should
1: be. <laughs> be. I actually looked up the founder yesterday. I'm so annoying. Amazing. But, no, yeah. I love this. And it's like these two dudes that live in Utah and they're just killing it. Stop it. Yeah. I want to go to Utah. Have, have you ever been? No. Oh, okay. Well, Where, have you? Uh, yeah. Where haven't you been? Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your QLU? Gosh. Okay. Actually, I have... not better qlu than i was going to do
0: okay if you're new here qlu is quick life update we've noticed that some of you guys have been going backwards and binging i'm starting
1: from our first episode what is caller holy so welcome glad you're here welcome back (laughs) but my qlu is so when i was in mexico a couple months ago there was this woman there teaching fitness classes that i went to and she was telling me about this company that literally you pay 500 dollars, and they pay they don't pay you but they Basically, hire you and allow you to stay at an all-inclusive resort for five hundred dollars for a week, and you get to bring one friend. Wait, they pay you? So, okay, so normally think about staying at an all-inclusive resort. I mean, yeah, it's pretty Sounds expensive. Great, yeah. yeah. So basically, they give you a week stay for five hundred dollars, and you bring a friend. Wait, so you split oh, it? But do you pay five hundred dollars? No. Yes. 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 I pay five hundred dollars. Okay, for a full week. Plus a friend, so we split that. Whoa. So for a week, two hundred and fifty dollars each, we get an all inclusive resort and I have to teach one to two fitness classes in the morning. Stop and it. the rest of the time I get to just hang out.
0: Wait, that's amazing. So
1: I'm trying to go to Cancun in August. That's my quick love. I'll
0: go with you. Okay, great. Kobe and I Kobe and I'll go with
1: you. I can only get one plus one.
0: Okay, but we can we'll get our own little two oh, bedroom. Yes, bring the baby. <laughs> we can bring someone else too. Bring it on. Okay, uh, just DM us if you want to come to Cancun <laughs> in August.
1: Hopefully, a single man.
0: Just kidding. <laughs> all of all of
1: Nico's QLUs are travel. <laughs> They're either travel or like dating and then breaking up. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. That's
0: real. It's fine. We're Which chillin'. I'll just QLU for Nico's relationship
1: status. She is single. It's true. We had a moment. I think I said it in the which episode? I texted my ex. I texted my ex. Well, my text. Well, we we were kind of vague, so we should tell the people. Well, my ex actually texted me, and so we kind of like met up and chatted. But anyways, went on a date and then decided it was a no-go again. So... And now we're done. And now we're done. And it's great. And it's great. And we're finally moving on.
0: Yeah. And so... Just so people don't think that we're like super people, you've had tears.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you've
0: also handled it really well. Thank you. And I, here's what I love. You have already gotten to a place where you're like, here's what this relationship has taught me. Like, here's what God has used this to teach me, which is really cool. Yeah. So just pro tip, God can use relationships to teach you really think, like good things about himself and
1: about yourself. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I mean, getting back together, breakups, relationships, all that is so hard Mm -hmm. but i will say the good thing that i learned about it was just kind of confidence and just kind of finally getting to a point where if someone didn't like me it was like okay i don't need to change myself in order for you to like me i can be confident in how the lord made me because someone eventually will
0: yeah that's good that's, (laughs) that's
1: good it's a hard place to be lady and i can say that i can Say that now after having quite a few uh, broken heart experiences. Yeah. But anyways, enough about me. What about you? I like
0: it. Okay. My QLU is I'm officially done with work. Work, work.
1: For now. And Laura was working at Watermark Church for those that didn't know.
0: Yes. And I'm on official leave right now. So that's been good. And I've also been doing like a thousand appointments. Oh gosh. Who knew that pregnancy was so involved But today I did my first round of pelvic floor therapy. So there's something that... As a single girl, even as a married girl, I'd be like, what the, what, what therapy?
1: And aren't you going to like (laughs) some acid reflux appointment later this afternoon?
0: (laughs) Am I 80? Like, (laughs) no, sorry to anyone who has that, that, the good old acid reflux. No, I'm doing lymphatic drainage. So I was, okay, so I was doing, (laughs) this sounds really bougie kind of, I was doing massages and they would help me, but like, basically it fills your body, it floods your lymph nodes with toxins, which when you're pregnant, your whole system kind of slows down. So anyways, I like threw up once after a <gasps> massage because I was probably dehydrated. I, I I was drinking a lot of water though, tons of water. But anyways, your body is just slower to process toxins Yeah, and swelling and things like that that can happen during pregnancy. If you just drain your lymphatic system, then things will go better. So I had pelvic floor therapy today. So imagine, wow. imagine for your lady checkup, except for it's like therapy for what's...
1: Down about under. to happen
0: what's down <laughs> under and pro tip if you are a pregnant girl or gonna be pregnant anytime you should start going it's for oh, everyone my god start going before you have a baby or you can travel the
1: world like me okay that is enough for our qlu's <laughs> so outside of our use, laura i'm excited for today yeah i think it's gonna be helpful so basically how we decided upon this episode is that we got a dm from one of y'all and you asked this question You said, at what point in your walk with Jesus did you stop feeling like you were always spiraling like a hot mess? Does that ever go away? Mm. And I feel like we just kind of wanted to tackle this question because we haven't really done an episode on emotions. Yeah. And that is, I think, the hot topic right now is how do I deal with all these thoughts, these feelings, this blah, blah, blah. I think for girls in general and guys too, but like- Totally. Yeah, your head can just, your thoughts, your emotions just- can run off take over and i think even in our society and culture right now it's easy to think that emotions are bad and that we shouldn't have them and if we're go through a breakup like we should be moved on and move forward like whatever or we shouldn't feel sad we should be strong girl at least that's at least an area i struggle with if i should not feel anything but resilience And I think we just kind of want to talk about how do you process emotions? How do you deal with emotions when things get hard? What do you do when you're spiraling and you are devastated that this person said this about you and you're now going to a place where you're going to die on a ranch in the middle of nowhere with a million (laughs) cats? Like, how do you stop that spiral? It's a real question. Some people are like, wow, that one really hit. That one really hit. (laughs) But even like myself going through another breakup recently, it's like, okay, God, I can spiral into, I'm going to be single. Forever. Yeah. Or, you know, we go out for a huge dinner and we eat a really big meal. I'm going to gain so much weight. And then you spiral into, well, if I gain 10 pounds and once I going to mean? Oh, well, then once again, I'm going to be single forever and then no one's going to ever love me and then I'm going to die on a ranch alone. Whatever <laughs> what, what, it may be. How, let me just ask you this where did the ranch come from? I think that's because it's my worst nightmare to live on a ranch one day. Oh my God. <laughs> so, like in the middle of nowhere with animals around me. Please, God, I'm begging you Know
0: Okay. My worst nightmare is probably living in the burbs. And here I am. Oh, I'm 30, flirty and thriving, except I'm 31 <laughs> and I'm pregnant and hobbling around. But you know what?
1: And having acid reflux appointments. This <laughs> I don't
0: even know you got that. Listen, ladies, singleness is great. Pregnancy is great. <laughs> Everything's great. Season, (laughs) season. There's a season for everything. (laughs) Oh, you were made for the ranch, Nico. Do that again.
1: (laughs) Dear Lord, I'm like Lord. I beg you to never make me find or date (laughs) or marry a rancher because I will physically die.
0: I will tell you this: one of my very best friends married a cowboy, and that was like her biggest. She's a Florida girl, and she was just like, I'm, I'm marrying a cowboy. (laughs) Like it was.
1: Yeah. Anyways, but it's a plan. Even if I do end up with a cowboy, like he will he will have purpose in that. Ranch
0: live. I can't wait to go to your ranch. Okay. but anyways, that's a that's (laughs) like a yeah, that's a good example of like an unreasonable fear. Totally. But I think, too, some of our thoughts can even feel grounded in reason and then they can just go somewhere that's like, whoa, that was that took my whole day. Like, I had to go
1: home from that or whatever. Give an example of that. Like, where do you feel like, because I know where I can tell you where my, yeah, I, mean, I kind of just gave silly okay, examples. I'll, I'll be but real. Do you have an example? I'll be raw.
0: And this, um, again, live stage, like, I'm going to share some examples from like my single girl life that I, I think are going to relate to people. But right now, yesterday, so this is just live, I got my last sonogram and her face looked so. Funny in the sonogram, <laughs> and I went on the spiral, and there were like other things that I that were probably more important to pay attention to. Like, um she was healthy. Uh, well, yeah, she was healthy, which I I was really thankful for. And I am anemic apparently, so oh, they were like, "Wow, I developed anemia in third trimester, so I need to eat more iron and have this like supplement regimentation or meat, whatever." Baby. Yeah. Maybe. You praise do need god ranch. i'm about to move to the ranch yeah <laughs> give Them me cows. some cattle
1: <laughs> don't invite me yeah. you know
0: I. <laughs> you're gonna be there you gonna be cutting the steak with your bonnet on
1: i will visit and then leave <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i you know it was like yeah yeah anemia okay i'll take the pills but then it was like wait a second is she gonna be is she gonna be cute like is she gonna wow. have this like Her lips looked like way out of proportion from her head, which obviously it's a sonogram. Like things are smushed. But I kind of went down this like, oh, my gosh, is my baby going to be cute? Or is my baby going to be like one of those babies you look at and you're like, oh, it's a baby, you know? (laughs) And so that for me, obviously God's got it. But that kind of created a little bit of a spiral and a a fear in my heart.
1: You know what I mean? And things that I had to wrestle through of like letting go of like God created this child. Yeah. And I think that's so real and I'm proud of you for admitting that because I think that is what women don't, that they're afraid to say is like, well, what if my kid isn't cute? And I know that sounds dumb, but at the same time, there is that fear of like, we want our kids in this culture to be not made fun of on the playground one day. And it doesn't matter. Like that just doesn't matter. But I totally understand how you were spiraling in that moment. And I think for me, it's easy. I think Especially having a broken engagement and just having relationship, things like that. It's easy for me to spiral of like, Lord, you are only going to allow me to go through heartbreak so I can walk alongside girls who are also going through heartbreak, but you're never actually going to allow me to have that moment. Mm. You're going to let me go through hard after hard and hard, almost like a punishment. Yeah. And it's like this spiral that <coughs> in the past, I would say, has attacked my self-worth. Wow. And just been like, you are worthless. You are unlovable. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not enough is basically where I think that spiral would go. And I think by God's grace in the last year, especially since having a broken engagement, I've just done a lot of counseling, a lot of deep heart work where I got to wrestle with the Lord that, like full transparency after this breakup, it didn't hurt in the way that other ones have because I was built on a firm foundation of like in the past I've let myself spiral to I'm not enough. And it would just go all the way down to the most minuscule things in my life that must've been wrong since this relationship didn't go right. And God is just like, okay, we're going to put a stop to that. Like you are loved, I am in control. You are everything is, I have your best interest in mind, Nicoletta. Therefore stop worrying about tomorrow Start focusing on today, and I will take care of the rest.
0: That's so good, Nico. And you actually practiced some of the tips that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're going to get into three ways to stop the crazy girl spiral. Yeah, let's dive into that. And and let's do it. But first, this could be a silly thing, but I'm going to mention it because I've seen some stuff going around on social media that's like, there's the, you're enough, and then there's the, like, stop saying you're enough because you're not enough. You know, God is. And Here's the. I just want to address that like super quickly. Is that you weren't talking about being enough for God? Like, yeah, you just weren't saying that. You know that Jesus died for you and was raised to life again. You know what I mean? That you yeah. are a sinner. That you are broken and messed up, and you need a savior. What you are saying is like God made me valuable in his image, he has a plan for me. Yeah. And I don't have to look at some guy and be like, Oh, I don't measure up. I don't, I'm not enough for you. I have to be more. Yeah, And it's like, yes, you're, um, you have insufficiencies like we all do. But does that make sense in the 100%. difference there? So yeah. maybe nobody has seen that. Maybe everyone has seen that, but that's just... One of those Christiany things that you're like, what
1: are people saying? Yeah, I think that is such an easy thing in Christianity to be like, well, I'm enough. And the thing is, we're never going to be enough. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross. Yes. Awesome. Let's do
0: this to answer the girl's question. Like, hey, am I always going to be like this, or is there a point in your Christian walk where you stop spiraling? Okay. Well, it depends on how you handle it. Like, are you going to put in the work to stop spiraling? Or are you gonna just like kinda kinda let the wind take you wherever it takes you? Yeah. So you really do have a choice. It's not hopeless. Some of our team was joking as we were talking about doing an episode, they were like, uh, tell her, let me know when you figure it out, you know?
1: (laughs) Or like, uh, me too. So I don't know. And I think we also have to remind ourselves that emotions aren't bad. You know what I mean? I think that we're so quick, like I said in the beginning, it's just we think emotions are wrong, but it's more about how we process them. Yeah. Rather than feeling guilty about them. Absolutely. And we want to avoid. Like we love avoiding
0: things that are hard. Yeah. Avoiding things that hurt, which leads to alcoholism, which leads to overeating, overeating, numbing in any sort of way, which leads to Netflix binging, which leads to unhealthy adults who act like kids. That's so good. You know, you're just not dealing with your emotions, not dealing with the thoughts that kind of take you on a spiral. Mm. So it's worth it to deal with it right now, however old you are, like wherever you are, it's worth it to uncover some of the things that are causing
1: you to spiral and then really dive in. So in order to stop the crazy girl spiral, you mentioned where we're about to talk about three points. Yeah. Is that we can be proactive, reactive, or retroactive towards them. And we kind of just want to go through what each of those are, not because me and Laura have figured it out. But because we've used these three things in our own lives to help us get off that crazy train.
0: Totally. So this is going to help you like stop the spiral in like you can do all three of these things.
1: Totally. Let's start with the first one. Let's start with the first one. You can be proactive in stopping the spiral. Which means creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than responding to it after it has happened. Here's what you need to know: You can be proactive
0: in knowing that you're going to be attacked today. Yeah. Here's what that means: I woke up this morning and started making a list without feeling any kind of insecurity or fear or temptation to spiral. Let my thoughts just get out of control, and I just like thought about God's promises to me. Here was the list this morning. You will never leave or abandon me, Joshua 1, 5. That's good. You will come back for me, John 14, 2 and 3. You love me, John 15, 12 and 13. You made me on purpose, Genesis 1, 27. You are not done with me as long as I live, Philippians 1, 22. You are preparing a place for me in heaven, mm-hmm. John 14, 2. Everything you do is righteous and kind towards me, Psalm 145, 17. So this is an example of being proactive, okay? What I did this morning was putting on armor, knowing I'm about to go through a day where I don't know what's going to happen, where there are going to be temptations, there are going to be thoughts, there are going to be fears. It might be a sonogram that, you know, I start to think that like God's out of control with how, what my baby looks like, Uh, who knows. But it's saying, I'm not going to be so naive to think that things aren't going to come my way today. And that my thoughts aren't going to be tempted. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I love how you mentioned the armor because it really does command us to put on the armor of God. And I love Philippians 4, 8, where it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I think that's a really good verse to go into your day thinking about because the enemy is going to come and steal and destroy your day. So if, let's say you had a day yesterday where you're really struggling with body image you know what I mean? And then going in today, or maybe you over ate last night. Let's use that as an example. And today you're like, man, no one's going to like me. No one's going to accept me. Or you got rejected from a friend yesterday. Or you got bad news at work. Whatever it may be. It's going to be easier to spiral today into, man, I'm not loved. I'm not worthy. I'm not accepted. I'm not smart. But this verse literally says like, hey, today, this morning, every single moment of your day, think about what is true. What is true in your life? Are you hated by everyone? No. What is lovely? Man, let's talk about the good things that are going on in your life rather than the wrong. And I like the idea of first point being, being proactive, putting on your armor daily. And it might have to be minute by minute. You might need to put a Bible verse in your car, whatever window or on your mirror so that you are ready for battle because the enemy is gonna come and he's gonna try to make you believe that you're not enough and is gonna try to get you to spiral.
0: That's really good, Nico. And you guys might be thinking, okay, that feels really like, of course, put a Bible verse, like memorize the truth. We're going to get to like, what do you do when you've already kind of hit that point in, yeah. in just a second. But these things really will help you. I love Philippians 4 8, and I love that you mentioned that because I literally yesterday, this is not normal. I don't, I don't think I'm some like over spiritual whatever. I just randomly yesterday, I'm, I'm in Philippians right now. And I went through that verse and stopped instead of just hearing like, oh, I should think about whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely. You know, usually we would just like kind of write that down and move on. I literally stopped and said, whatever is true, and then told myself something that was true, whatever is honorable, and then told myself something that was honorable. That's good. Whatever is just, you know, and I I just kind of walked through it and said, I'm going to actually right now put this into practice, even if it takes me a second to think of something, because it says, think about these things. That's an example of being proactive, Mm -hmm. saying I am putting on a defense against negative thoughts. That's good. Okay. So the first way to stop the spiral is to to not get there in the first place. Love it. And that's possible. That's what you need to know. It doesn't mean that's going to happen all the time. Yeah. So that's just not realistic. We live in a really broken world. And again, Not all feelings and emotions are bad. Sometimes fear is an indicator that danger is coming. Totally. Sometimes pain is an indicator that something's wrong. If you stub your toe, like it hurts because your whole body is moving its focus to something that's throbbing. Like it hurts for a reason. Your attention is drawn there. That's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's good. So second, I'll go ahead. Yeah. So I was just going to end with, I think the last thing I would say is just make sure you're spending time in God's word because that is going to be, The thing that's going to help you not spiral. And so that leads us into our second point, which means that we want to be reactive towards our thoughts. And the definition of being reactive is acting in response to a situation rather than creating or controlling it.
0: In a lot of situations, we would say don't be reactive. Like in conflict, for
1: example. Yeah.
0: If you're in a conflict with somebody, you want to be careful not to just react. That's good. But this is a... um, Here is, okay, you've done the work to be proactive, or maybe you haven't, like against negative thoughts that are going to make you spiral. Yeah. Here is a way of like, once I'm in that situation, Laura and Nico, help. Like, what do I do? Or like Jesus, honestly, more like it. Yeah. Help. What do I do? Okay. Now you're in a reactive state. You get to choose to react poorly or responsibly. Yeah. And we want to help you react in a way that is going to actually help
1: you. Okay, so I want to put an example to this. So let's say you're hanging out with your girlfriend, you're at a coffee date, and then all of a sudden, let's say you and your ex broke up a month ago. And she casually says like, oh yeah, I heard that, uh, I don't know, Brian started dating Shelly. Okay. (laughs) Um, Out of nowhere, this bomb has dropped. You literally broke up with him four weeks ago and now he has moved on and is seriously dating another girl. How would you reactively not get on a spiral during this time.
0: Yes. Okay, this is actually a really good example because what's going to happen is in that moment, um do you guys remember those old school skills like from oh, elementary yes. school? Uh, like the little white ones or or a uh, silver ones, ones, whatever color yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. But regardless, they have like two sides and they can kind of like teeter totter. Yeah. But if you put like a little rock in one of them, it's going to go all the way to the bottom. It's going to plummet. It's going to plummet. So I actually came up with this analogy when I was in a similar situation. I liked a guy so much for so long. And my friend had just found out that he asked out another girl. Okay. And so she told me in the car and I literally had this thought in my head. She was like, why Why are you calm right now? And I was, and I, and I, this is where I came up with this analogy. So I was like, it's like the old school scales. Like it's teetering right now. And mm. if I put the rock in one side, if I just let myself go there, it's going to drop all the way. Yeah. Here's what you don't want to do. You don't wanna like you can catch your thoughts in that moment. Second Corinthians ten five says we take captive every thought. That's good. And make it obedient to Christ.
1: And I love that we have that authority. Oh, That's good. You know what I mean? I think that it's so easy to be like, oh, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, no, you can. But we oftentimes choose not to make ourselves a victim yes, of because our circumstances, we love to spiral down into a million reasons why <laughs> we're either better than them, we're prettier than she is, or we self deprecate. And we're like, well, she's just so much skinnier than I am. Of course, he would choose her. And we love to swing kind of what you're saying on this pendulum of like, trying to find our security and either feeling like the victim or feeling superior.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so there are two sides of the scale and I can either let myself tank to the, I'm going to be single and That's to use good. your analogy, like I'm going to live on a ranch, you know, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> or I can avoid it altogether and neither is good. Yeah. Uh, so what you need to do in the moment is like, while it's teetering, you have to start addressing your feelings and, and then acknowledging what is true. So what you can't do is be like, oh, it's okay. Everything's great. I'm, I'm good.
1: No, I'm um, spiraling that and you're way. like,
0: who are you trying to convince? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're literally putting some some things on the other side, but it's like you're avoiding what's actually happening. Yeah. And so for me, it was instead of going down the rabbit trail of like, I'm going to be single forever. It's because she's this, this and that that I'm not. Uh, whatever it is, I would say that really hurts. So I would acknowledge the pain that stinks. I'm feeling hurt right now, but God is in control. I'm feeling discarded. However, God has chosen me. So what I'm doing is putting things on both sides, but you really have a moment. Evening out the scale. Yeah. I'm evening out the scale by like addressing truth. And it doesn't matter if you don't like super believe it in the moment. What you're doing is you're, you're like balancing your, your, Putting, addressing the lies that you're believing and then, and then, uh, um, putting truth next to them until you believe it. And so I was like, I have to actively fight in this moment and it's worth it. So whatever I was doing, I would have probably gotten up and gone to the bathroom if I needed to, I was in a car. So at this point I couldn't, but I was in a safe place. But if you're like in a public setting and something's going to tempt you to just downward spiral, you need to go Take, Take advantage, advantage of this moment. You yeah. know?
1: Don't let yourself spiral. Yeah. And I think something to add to that too is you can if your friend is across the table, the one that mentioned that, is a trustworthy friend, navigate who that person is, maybe, because in that moment you can say, Hey, so let's say me and Laura were on that coffee date and she goes, Hey, I heard that your ex started dating one three weeks after you guys broke up. Laura that is a one, trusting, I'm like rude. Dang. Yeah. Savage. Dang, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> but I think In that moment, Laura is a trusted person in my life. So I could say, Hey, I'm going to process with you right now the things I'm feeling, and I need you to speak truth into them. Because I think that's a really safe way to be reactive is maybe even snip. Like if it's, let's say it's a big group setting, going away and calling a trusted friend and being like, Hey, this is what I just heard. I need some truth to cling to right now, or I am going to spiral. Mm -hmm. It's either taking those thoughts captive and going, leveling out the scale but sometimes like you just said you might need to slip away or tell that person in front of you of like man these are the thoughts I'm having right now and you may, you might not know them is that's the only other fine. thing
0: you know you might not really know what you're feeling you just feel pain Yeah. and so I would grab your phone and start journaling put open up your oh, notes section so like go to the bathroom if you need to open up your notes section and just write some things down until you can have time to unpack it more yeah write some things down and that's really good like surrounding yourself with people that you can be like, hey, this just happened. We pray for you right now.
1: Yeah, and you I know? think reminding yourself who God is in that moment is going to be your number one line of defense. Is that like the journaling part is going? Who do I know God to be? God is not withholding. God only gives good gifts. Yeah. God is working for the good of those who love Him. So even on the flip side, let's use that example again of if God is working for the good of that ex-boyfriend, then somehow this is good for him. Yes, and even if it means me being still single and they are getting someone else. Side note, they are not winning and you are not losing just because someone else is in a relationship and you are not. Which, okay, pause because even that's a good example of like
0: stopping and reflecting and saying like, wait a second, um, it feels like there's there's a scripture that says that the wicked like talks about the wicked winning. So I'm like addressed up. <laughs> You're it's, actually like, not no, that
1: wicked. Totally.
0: It could be. I don't know. But yeah, like, like the the girl that he started dating or whatever. It's like, don't make her the wicked girl. Yes, <laughs> but, but even so, then catching the spiral of it, like, like he's winning and I'm losing It feels like they're winning. And why? Like, cause then you can think, like, well, I have all these better things. Finding your comfort there is literally gonna do nothing for you except for delay actually true growing in godliness
1: yeah and i think we just love to find security in comparing or evaluating ourselves to whatever the other situation is whether that's at work and we feel like someone else got a promotion and we didn't we like to hype ourselves up and be like well here's how the ways and i'm better than she is or blah 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 <laughs> But y'all, security is not found in measuring your worth in comparison to someone else. It's reminding yourself of truth of who Christ and Jesus and God say that they are. And I've done that. Like, I mean, you guys, a lot of you know my story is that my ex-fiance, he started dating pretty quickly after we broke up. And it was a moment where I had to process this exact thing. And I'm like, man, God, who do I believe you to be? And when I reflected on the fact that God is, I'm in your corner. I see every tear you cry. I'm with you. I'm for you. And I have better plans that you could ever ask or imagine. Continue to trust me. Trust my words over your wants. Trust that I'm in control. Trust that I love you more than anyone on the planet Earth. And I'm not trying to hurt you. And when I rested in that, that was the best type of reactive thing I could do.
0: That's really good. If you're hearing that thinking like, but I don't know those truths, that's where you get to be proactive so in good. like filling your head with them and filling your notebook with them, literally Googling to find what in scripture
1: is true. And that's, yeah. I love that. And I think just to end this point, it's Googling whatever emotion you're feeling is going to be your best friend. So if you're feeling heartbroken. I, I don't know. if Goog- What do you mean Googling every emotion? Like I'll look up verses on being sad. And okay, I'll so you'll
0: Google like verses on being sad. Yeah,
1: and okay. then I'll literally meditate on whatever verses that just talk about being that God is close to the brokenhearted. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, okay. Yeah, because a lot of times you're going, I don't know where to turn to my Bible. I don't know my Bible well enough. Google it. What emotion are you feeling? Attach scripture to it, and a lot of times good things come up.
0: Yeah, that's good. I have a disclaimer to that because I I do it too. don't use that as an excuse to like because that's at our fingertips. I think sometimes we don't prepare well in advance and I think that can lead us to finding so again. I do it too. Do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nick
0: was like, "Why did you make that
1: face?" Laura's yeah, face is like this disgust, like I just no, like, literally I know, said it the like, worst <laughs> thing ever.
0: It's <laughs> like, "I'm sorry." I do no, this all the time. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I do that too. I do that too. But what I don't want people to hear is uh, here's what I'm afraid of, and I'll just be honest. Yeah. I'm afraid that people are going to um, Google things and without find without opening up their Bible. And I'm afraid that they'll Google things and find scripture that doesn't actually apply yeah that's, that's out of context so one that we love to apply wrongly is jeremiah twenty nine eleven, that god has a hope for us in a future yeah and so we like what's happening there in that context is that the israelites are in captivity because they were dumb like they literally made some bad choices and they're p- being like they're paying for it right now it's because of their own sin and God is comforting them in that moment, saying, "Hey, I'm not done with you yet. Like I'm still gonna give you what I promised you. It's gonna be delayed. it's it's you're gonna you're going through something hard, but there is still hope for you mm-hmm. as a people, as a nation. and I'm gonna still take you to this promised land that I promised you. So anyways, that still applies to us. In some ways, like if we're living in the midst of sin or if we like made a really bad choice, it's like, hey, it, we're, it's not hopeless, you know? Yeah. But anyways, I just don't want people to Google and then be like, oh, yeah,
1: totally. This is perfect. Love this verse.
0: Uh, anyway, so this is not about Googling. Thank you for the <laughs> quick little detour. Um, okay. Do let's we talk like, about point three. Let's talk about point three. The other way that you can approach stopping the spiral is to be retroactive. Tell me about that. Yeah. So what you're doing is looking back in the past and considering, hey, what made me spiral?
1: What were my emotions? Like, what were my thoughts? Does that make sense? I kind of like it that it's retroactive, kind of in the sense of when you think of the word retro, you kind of think like old school. And so it's a good reminder of being like, okay, retroactive, old school. Okay, let me take a step back and go into the past, what triggered that thought? What triggered that emotion? And a lot of times you might not, this is actually really hard to do. So I want you to know that this is a really hard challenge. Like for example, when I was going through eating disorder counseling, it was really hard for me to look back in the past and go, what triggered that binge? What triggered this feeling? And it takes a lot of soul work because a lot of times we can think, oh, well, I was told this bad news or I failed a test, therefore I overate. The failing the test is actually not the problem. It's the emotion that you feel underneath the failing of the test. And that could be that you aren't good enough, you aren't smart enough, or whatever. Those are typically getting to the root. of. We are asking you to be retroactive of what has caused the spiral.
0: Yeah. Well, you're going to learn the most about yourself and the most about God um, in this one. So um, to be retroactive is to, like you said, Nico, to do the hard work of... Thinking back, what triggered me? Yeah. So, to use your example earlier, if you're sitting somewhere and somebody mentioned something, okay, it was the thought of an ex, somebody said this, and then saying, what did that make me feel? And then saying, okay, why did I feel that way? That's good. And then what's underneath that? Like, what is the underlying either fear or doubt or worry? What's the underlying you know your biggest fear isn't probably living on a ranch. It's probably there's something underneath that saying I'm going to be isolated and my life is going to go nowhere or whatever it is totally like that's what that is a picture of for you. So kind of digging back into like what is what am I actually afraid of. So you want to figure out what are the underlying fears, which is going to help you be proactive. So one thing that I've realized from being retroactive in kind of stopping the spiral by recognizing what causes me to spiral, what triggers me, what are those like underlying fears and thoughts that just really get me for whatever reason, I've realized that one of them is like a deep rooted belief that... I don't have enough. Like and I don't mean I'm not enough like we addressed earlier like straight up like God's not going to provide what I need for whatever season. Yeah. And I like I don't know if any of you guys are Enneagram 7s. <laughs> yeah. I'm a 7 7 wing 8. So it's like we're notorious for being gluttons. So there's this like part of me that is always going to feel like I need more. Yeah. When the truth is, like, I have everything that I need for life and godliness, Philippians says. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I can't ask for things. That doesn't mean I can't feel want. Totally. You know, the scriptures address that as well. But it means that I know personally for myself, I feel like God isn't going to give me enough. So that could look like friendships i could be like oh my gosh i don't have any friends it's like you have so many friends but i'm always going to be gluttonous for more and then i can dig back into and this could be getting way into it so this is this is where i'll end i could dig back into like why do i feel like god's not going to give me enough is it either because i feel like he doesn't have enough because that's not true yeah or is it because he doesn't want to well, that's not true either. God doesn't withhold good from those who walk uprightly, Psalm 8411. Or is it because I, I just believe He doesn't really care about me? Well, I know that that's also not true because of Scripture. You know, cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares about you. That's good. So those are, uh, I, I don't want this to feel overwhelming, but you can do all three of these. They don't have to be in some perfect order, but these are just some handholds and some tools that aren't every tool to help you stop the crazy girl spiral, it is possible to grow in how you handle your emotions. Am I, Do I sound like I'm like breathing so heavy? You are. Wow, y'all, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> this, baby's, baby. this baby's going to be out and you're going to be like, wait, Laura's like breathing normal. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, so
1: weird. There's something uh, <laughs> <pressing her bridge laughs> Yeah, page.
0: sorry for this, this is stressing you out, but it is possible to take strides in this area. And I have seen people grow in godliness and in self-control in awareness in in relationships i myself have and even the ability to kind of control my emotions and understand them and
1: i think these are just some really practical simple steps to help you guys yeah and it's funny cuz i just was looking over them and the idea of just kind of like it's p r r so just when something happens think about her in a way <laughs> like truly i love like, it her like i don't know why just like P-R-R, I can remember that okay so Thinking about proactive, how are you going to prepare? Be proactive, that's good. And then reactive, how are you going to respond? That's good. And then retroactive is how are you going to look back? Reflect. Reflect, I love that. So I think that's easy is how are you going to prepare, respond and reflect when you start to feel like you're spiraling. And I think we just wanna end, we're just reminding you of the most important thing in these moments is you have to remember who God is. Yep. And I think, I was talking to a girl the other day, and I truly believe that most of our problems are stemmed from not knowing God's character and not knowing God's word. It's true. And so I think a lot of times when you're going through a hard season, you're forgetting who God is in the midst of that season. In the moments where you are spiraling, it's because you don't know God's word in order to attack those thoughts. And so we can give you all the handholds, all the tips, all the tricks, but it comes down to me asking you, did you spend time with Jesus in this this morning? Did you open up your Bible? Because you and I can get coffee every single day, but it's not going to help you until you open up the only thing that's ever going to help you. Because it says in scripture, God is your helper. Yeah. And I always say this, but it's always thrown before phone. Are you going to the throne of the Lord with your problems? Or are you calling your best friend first? Because you're, friend is not going to be able to save you but God can
0: which is different than what you mentioned earlier because you mentioned like hey when we're in the in like the second point in the reactive part of hey I'm about to spiral totally you can voice that to somebody Absolutely. what Nico's saying is don't replace going to God
1: with with going to people yeah and so I think that you just have to remind ladies that God is so for you. He doesn't want you to be in a spiral. He hates that you're in a place where you're sitting here going, man, am I going to be a mess forever? But also to encourage you and challenge you, ask him. He says that he listens and he hears every single prayer that we pray. In Psalm 66, it says, I've heard every single prayer that you have prayed and my works are amazing. And my encouragement is just ask God. Ask him for what you want. Tell him, Lord, I'm a freaking mess and I don't know what to do, <laughs> but I need your help. Get vulnerable, get raw. And I truly believe and I know that it is in the hardest seasons that he does his best work.
0: That is so true, and we're all a mess, so welcome to the club. The goal here is not to stop being a mess. The goal is to take your
1: mess and bring it to Jesus and say, make something beautiful out of it. I love that. Y'all, as always, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for hanging out with us. We uh, we got a lot of exciting things coming at you, so stay tuned and follow us on Instagram, and have a great day.